Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. Do you feel like your emotions are taking over you and you can't help it? Do you feel like you are always on an emotional roller coaster and can't catch a break? Do you find yourself in the midst of an emotional outburst and don't know how you got there? Today's episode is going to capture this pain spot and show how Jesus can bring us freedom right where we are at in the difficulties of our emotions. Today is the day to stop letting emotional roller coasters hijack your life. Last week, I did an episode about the book, The Brave Encourager, that I'm currently working on that will be coming out in January, and the Kindle pre-order will be available in two days from the publication of this podcast. In this episode, I talked about the personal behind-the-scenes details and the initial steps on how you can actually become a brave encourager yourself. My goal is to pull the gold instead of point out the dirt. Go back and check it out and join my mailing list at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com to hear updates and free information and tips. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. Be with the listeners wherever they are at, however they are feeling. I pray for the grace to let go of their expectations and enter into the space of impossibility with God. You are the God of the impossible. I thank you that because of you, we can do more than we ever could think or imagine. I pray for rest, peace, and relaxation for the listeners to receive your love and your grace right now. Open the listeners up to just receive. Help us, Holy Spirit, to feel our difficult emotions and give us heavenly skills to move through experiences that are hard. Relax and receive. You don't need to strive or do anything right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. I have talked about groups that we offer at our practice, Bridging Hope Counseling, before, and we do them for teen girls and adult women, but the skills are really for everyone. Some people in the group have struggled with suicidal thoughts, really big emotions, tolerating stress, and dealing with other people. The groups are called DBT. Dialectical Behavioral Therapy Skills Groups. Sounds like a big word, and it is. It was created by Marsha Linehan when she was trying to find out how to treat people with what's called borderline personality disorder. Some of you may have known someone who has had this or has done one of these groups, or you have perhaps done the group yourself. The groups itself are very structured, and that is for a reason. Borderline personality disorder often occurs with other diagnoses like bipolar, depression, anxiety, An an acronym for it is BPD. It's an illness that's marked by an ongoing pattern of extreme moods, fluctuating self-image, and erratic behaviors characterized by impulsive actions, sudden shifts, 
to intense anger or sadness, depression, anxiety, problems in relationships, and even violence. Some of you listening might be thinking, oh my gosh, I actually have some of those. I have fluctuating moods. I struggle with intense sadness or depression, extreme moods. Just because you have some of these symptoms does not mean that you have BPD. Please do not go self-diagnosing. I share this because of the root of the skills and how they actually can help us no matter what. People who have BPD really struggle with functioning, with relationships, jobs, and all areas of functioning. It's painful and it's difficult. However, you can't just say, see you later, if you're a therapist and you work with somebody with BPD. As a therapist, we have to really learn how to help them. And in the kingdom of God, we are to love everyone just as they are. I share this also to humble ourselves. When I first learned about the DSM, the Diagnostical Statistical Manual for Mental Health Issues, and all the diagnoses that I was to use and diagnose, I actually had a bit of a superior thought about myself, like, I don't have these, but other people do. The more I know Jesus, though, the more I understand that we are all children of God, and no one is better than the other. It doesn't matter the mental health struggles. Yes, we have different strengths and talents, but each one of us is just a little girl, a little boy, sitting at our Father's feet. Even if someone doesn't believe that Jesus is their Savior, we are to love them as Jesus does. We are to think as Jesus thinks, and that means not judging. I'm also sharing this because I think some of you have judged people for their diagnoses or someone who has received help for mental health. This can stop us from accessing the skills that we could really benefit from using ourselves. There's a stigma around mental health and counseling, and the stigma can keep us from getting the freedom that Jesus desires for us. We actually stay in bondage from our emotions and our relationships because we think we're good and we have it all together. We keep ourselves at a distance from people with emotional difficulties because of judgments we might have, thinking that maybe we'll get what they have, be influenced somehow, or our kids will be impacted. Now, I know I'm not speaking for all of you, but I'm trying to stir up the pot a bit to help us open our hearts to our own brokenness and to be open to be curious about what we need freedom for. If we think we know stuff or have it figured out, it can close the door to miracles and opportunities for heaven to come in. On the other side of this conversation, I don't want you to be thinking that you have all these mental health issues because I'm saying we are all broken. I'm opening up the surrender that Jesus desires for us to have. That's what Galatians 2.20 says, that we have been co-crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who lives, but Christ who lives in us. Our old self has died. Our brain has died. So we submit our brain, our emotions, our thoughts to God. Have your way, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I opened up the field for us to all be unified. We are all diverse, we're all different and unique. Our diversity is what makes us beautiful. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ. I think one of the problems with us struggling with our emotions is that we're not all unified and see ourselves as worse off or better than other people. 
Think about it. If you see another parent struggling with their child or having a temper tantrum at a grocery store, you, you might have compassion for her or him, but there's a little thought of judgment about how they're dealing with it. Maybe not strong or overpowering, but it's there. Then the next time that you're in the store and your child is having a temper tantrum, you have more compassion for that parent because in the emotional moment, your ability to think goes out the window. You might think, I don't know what the heck to do here. God, I need your help. I'm a mess right now. And what happens in this difficult moment is that more of Jesus comes inside you and you judge less. So the difficult experience that you had grew your compassion. Is it bad that you judged the mom before? Well, that's part of us being human. Don't beat yourself up for it. God loves you right where you are at, no matter what, and so do I. You probably won't judge the next time. I have been that judging mom, and I have been the judged mom. Neither one is better than the other. Both situations just are. So are our emotions. They just are. They're gonna show up. How we move through them and learn better skills is determined by our level of submission to the Holy Spirit and dying to ourself. In this podcast, the whole Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, my passion is to bridge mental health and faith. In this episode, I take two issues here to help with our emotional outbursts and struggles. The two are intimacy with Jesus and emotion regulation skills. First one, intimacy with Jesus. If we aren't close to him, we can slip into sinful thoughts and responses to things. We then have emotional outbursts. Emotional roller coasters show up from the negative thoughts. Honestly, it's okay if this happens, but we need to get back and align ourselves back to the truth of who we are. Hebrews 13.5 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So then, why do we feel so bad sometimes? Because our eyes leave him. Our ears leave listening to him. We turn our attention to the world and things of this world. A negative thought creeps in. We start to doubt ourselves or someone else. These things are going to happen. We just need to have that personal awareness and transparency to bring it to the Lord and remember. Deuteronomy 6.8 says, to tie them as symbols on your hand and bind them on your foreheads. We forget when we don't feel good, but that doesn't change that God is God and we are not. As you spend time with him each day, his grace and his presence will change how you react to things. The other thing I said that we can be helped with our emotional roller coasters is emotion regulation skills. Like I started with, I talked about how we run these groups. So I'm going to teach you some of the very basic skills that come from this about regulating our emotions. Number one, understand and name our emotions. Find a basic feeling wheel and use that. The eight basic human emotions are anger, disgust, sadness, surprise, fear, anticipation, joy, and trust. I think so often we don't even know what's happening inside of us and we don't like it, so we'll, we'll go to extreme measures to get rid of that feeling. An emotional outburst is then what can show up. Honestly, it makes sense that if you're feeling fear and fear gives you a big old stomach ache and you start to sweat and your body reacts to get rid of those feelings, you might scream at someone, send a nasty text or email, or something else destructive. 
To be able to make healthy choices with our emotions, we need to understand them first and let them be. Emotions serve a purpose and communicate something. Anger communicates there was an injustice towards something, and you have a desire to right that injustice. Sometimes it will move if you do something like act on it, write on it, say something, or maybe even pray about it. Either way, the emotion has a desire for something to happen. Joy gives you a sense of contentment and faith for more. Your body's relaxed and you can slow down and enjoy and appreciate where you are at. The biggest thing I can say is that whatever feelings you have, you have to be okay that they just are. I feel angry. I feel angry. You can't change that. It just is. If I feel shame, I feel shame. Even if God says there is no condemnation in the kingdom of God, I'm still feeling it. I don't have time to go into this in this podcast, but I'd suggest going back to my shame episode to get for information about this specifically. There's a hook that needs to be unlocked if we are ever feeling something that God doesn't desire. There could be some lie that's keeping it there. Number two, besides understand our emotions, we need to decrease the frequency of unwanted emotions. So what I just said about shame, first we have to feel it and not push it away. Then we need to identify the lie that's keeping it there. Some unwanted emotions don't have lies attached to them, like grief. If we lost someone close to us and we're grieving, avoiding it could actually cause more problems. We have to feel our grief, talk to loved ones, pray and talk to God, worship, whatever you need to do. When we do this, it will decrease the frequency of those unwanted emotions. If we avoid them, they can grow and more emotions can come out. If you feel angry at God for difficult things that have happened in your life, honestly, you gotta feel those emotions too and talk to God about it. Don't think that you're bad or wrong for being angry at God. This can keep you from healing and moving to the next emotion that God wants you to access. So tell him that you're angry. Feel the feelings. When an unwanted emotion comes out, We recognize it, feel it, and then have a plan after that. What do you want to do about it? Identify the lie if you need to, break the lie, journal, call a friend, pray, figure out what to do about it once it's there and after you've felt it. There's a clear plan to feel and move to the revelation that God wants to give you next. Number three is that we need to decrease emotional vulnerability. And here are the skills to do that. The first one is accumulate positive emotions. We do this either short-term or long-term. Short-term is do things that are possible right now. You can pray right now. Can you worship right now? Can you talk to someone? Maybe dance. Maybe look at an image of your child or pet. See the love that they have for you. Just right away in that moment that can shift and accumulate a positive emotion. You could maybe perhaps decrease your sugar intake, drink more water, that can shift it as well. Long-term, make changes in your life so that positive events will happen more often in the future. You are building a life worth living. This could be maybe a job change, or changing habits, or an unhealthy daily pattern that you have. Join a gym, find a therapist, join a Bible study. You'd wanna do something where you have a plan that will impact your future and accumulate positive emotions. The next one is to build mastery. This is really doing something that makes you feel competent and effective to combat helplessness and hopelessness. Something as simple as riding a bike, reading, brushing your teeth, you can have mastery over. Think about those things and spend time identifying, wow, I'm really good at cooking, I'm a really good mom. 
Yes, I am. Boom. Thank you, Jesus, for that. If there are things that you want to build more on, do that. Ask God for grace, for mastery, for whatever it is that you are wanting to improve on. He'll bring it to you if you have a desire in your heart. The next one is cope ahead of time with the emotional situations. This means that you need to rehearse a plan ahead of time so that you are prepared to cope skillfully with emotional situations. I actually did this with my husband as we learned how to improve on our communication skills. What we used to do is that he'd say something or I would say something, we'd get triggered and then we'd both respond reactively with our own triggers and our own lies from the past. It was not helpful. We'd maybe end up fighting or not listening to each other and really not even being effective with our communication. When we got counseling to learn about how we were feeling, slow down to feel our feelings and be heard, we gain the skills to get through these conversations. However, when we first started to learn, the triggers were still there as we were learning. I would cope ahead of time and prepare myself when I knew we needed to talk about something and I would perhaps get triggered myself. I pray, God, please be with me as I enter this conversation. Guide my mouth and my husband's. Help us to be like you and bring us closer to you and each other. I imagine the situation in my mind as possible. As I stepped into the conversation, my mind was so much more clear and I started to get triggered less and less. What are the situations where you get more emotional? Identify what they are. Is it at work? Is it with a particular child if you have children? What happens is that we start to gain confidence within ourselves and our emotions, and we'll also gain revelation about something God wants to tell us. So right now, I want you to think about a situation that has become emotional often. Get it in your mind. Think about it. Have it there. Holy Spirit, I thank you for these situations and the opportunity to bring you in where you do your job well. I pray for the grace for us to use skills in these difficult emotional situations, that we will be prepared. I pray for your grace for us to slow down and not react with our initial emotions, but learn something new because you are teaching us. I pray for the reaction of our loved ones to be more at peace and that you stop the enemy from causing big fights. I thank you for the transformation you're going to show the listeners and the confidence that they will gain in their self. Amen. The next part about decreasing emotional vulnerability is taking care of your mind by taking care of your body. You know how if you don't get great sleep, you tend to lash out more? Or if you had that extra glass of wine, you don't go to the gym? Where there are specific things that our body needs for our mind to work at a healthy level. Then we will increase our emotions to come out as more healthy. These are pretty basic things, but sometimes we just need to be reminded. Number one, treat physical illness. So if you have a cold, physical issue that needs to be treated, see a doctor when necessary. If you have prescribed medication, take it. Number two, balance eating. Don't eat too much or too little. Eat regularly and enjoy it throughout the day. Stay away from food that you know makes you feel more emotional. Number three, avoid mood-alterating substances. Stay off illicit drugs and use alcohol in moderation. Number four is balance sleep. Get seven to nine hours of sleep a night or at least the amount that helps you to feel good. Keep a consistent schedule. Don't go to bed at midnight at one night and then 8 p.m. the next night. Try to keep it consistent. Number five is get exercise. Do some sort of exercise every day. Try to build up to at least 20 minutes a day. Our body does well with movement, and this impacts our mind, which impacts our mood. And the last goal of regulating our emotions is called decreased emotional suffering. This can happen by the previous skills and learning how to manage extreme emotions so that things 
don't get worse. This is also where I would share that if there is repeated emotional suffering, then there most likely is some trauma that really does need to be healed. Don't let the suffering continue. Get to the root of the issue. See someone, talk to someone so that you can heal it. I know sometimes it feels really scary and you want to avoid it, but I suggest for you to look back at how long have you been suffering. It's worth it for you to find good help and really get that healing. So when we have emotional suffering though, these moments, we can actually make decisions where we make something worse. Even just listening to this podcast right now, I'm hoping that this actually will help you not make difficult situations even worse. Where are there places where you have experienced emotional suffering? Allow yourself to feel the feeling in the moment and not avoid it. Go back to the first part of this episode where I talk about understanding your emotions. Feelings are just going to happen. We can't help it. But in these moments, don't make big decisions. Wait until you're out of that emotional mindset to make a decision. Romans 8.18 is really powerful and says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Even though it's difficult, God has something more for us. So we are to trust him to allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling. When we're in it, though, it's really difficult. And out of the moment, we know Jesus is there, but it's hard. So take this verse or find another verse that speaks to you and ask God to help it come to life in these really tough emotional moments. God, show us your glory. To review, just because we struggle with emotional roller coasters doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. Don't let what the world say stop you from accessing what God wants you to operate in with healthy emotions. Wherever you are at is okay. God is right there with you and loving you. True submission to Christ is this place of, I don't know, and you do. When we do this, God shows up and transformation happens. We happen to be open to that space for him to come in and renew our minds so emotions can flow from there. Emotional outbursts will decrease the more time we spend being intimate with God, getting to know him, and using skills. When we do this, we know ourselves more. I also shared skills on how to regulate your emotions. I will post a feeling wheel on my social media pages so that you can see them and identify and get to know your feelings more. Take time out of your day just to notice, what am I feeling right now? By understanding them, we can decrease the frequency of unwanted emotions. We then need to decrease emotional vulnerability, which is the possibility of our emotions taking over and being roller coasters. To do this, we are to accumulate positive emotions, Build mastery, cope ahead, or pray with emotional situations. Take care of your mind by taking care of your body. When you see a little growth, thank God. When we practice gratitude, what God is already doing grows. Sometimes when we are still in pain, it's hard to have gratitude. But if you went from a level of 8 to 7 pain, that is change. That's growth. We need to recognize it and thank God for what he is doing. This episode is just a little tip of the iceberg of possible skills for emotional regulation. I pray that this has been helpful and productive for you. God, I ask that you bind all emotional oppression, 
depression, anxiety, panic, arguments, pain, in the name of Jesus, come into all trauma at the cellular level and bring healing to the listeners right now. Any lies that have come and keep the listener in bondage and have unhealthy emotions from them, I break those lies right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for an increased ability to understand emotions. I pray for the grace for emotion regulation skills. I pray that you can feel what you feel and you don't push them away. God, decrease the unwanted emotions and emotional suffering. Show us your glory, Lord, through the difficulties. Help us not to feel shame when we show up in ways that we don't want to. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thank you for freedom, Lord. Thank you for clear minds, healthy emotions, healthy skills, gratitude, and preparedness in all situations. Anything else that you need, ask God for it right now. Just speak it out loud. Tell God what you need, what your desires are. Don't hold back. Pause the podcast if you need to. We thank you, Lord, that you give your children what they desire. I feel like there's some of you that have really, really difficult situations right now with close relationships. I feel like some of you, it's your marriage. Some of you, it's like siblings and parents. And I pray for the grace for God to come into these relationships and break off the tension the difficulties, the irreversible repairs that you're thinking in your mind that this is done. I'm over. I'm done with this. It's not done. God wants you to repair that relationship. He can heal what you don't think can be healed. Remember I said earlier, he is the God of the impossible. He is there in your relationship and wants to heal the hurt that you have and this other person that you're dealing with, the other people that you're dealing with, they are hurt as well. Doesn't make it okay what they've done, but they're still hurt and hurt people hurt people. So I also pray for healing over the people in your lives that are causing difficulties right now. I pray for a breaking of that feeling of being trapped and I pray for God's freedom and presence to come into those difficult situations. We thank you, God, that you are right there in the midst of this and helping us to be skillful in difficult situations. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We love you, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If this stirred up things for you where you realize that you do need more skills, feel free to click on the link to gain more of these DBT skills. I will share resources of workbooks. I would also encourage you to find a good counselor or pastor to keep you accountable to help see the progress of what God is doing through you. I think you're doing a lot better than what you think. God bless you in your day as today being the day that emotional roller coasters stop hijacking your life. 
Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.